Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well. So we have part two of our discussion on the, the guys and the prospects we are most scared of and a bunch of talk on 2021 prospects coming up uh, in this part two. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so a couple more guys. One, this guy I was on the fence about including in this, but I will just, just to say that I'm, you know, I'm on the fence, but I considered him, that's Cairo Lewis, someone who I'm, I'm worried I'm becoming a little bit lo- too low on, someone I continue to just like not really think about uh, as someone in like the higher tiers of this class. And yeah, I mean, I, I've noted the concerns, you know, just with him as an on-ball, someone who's really small and skinny and someone who, you know, just I don't is not going to be a good finisher, isn't really a space creator without, you know, without relying on his pure acceleration or, or a ball screen or something like that. Um, yeah, someone who, like, again, is is crazy, crazy young and, like, ran a good NCAA offense while being crazy young and, you know, made tangible improvements from his age 17 freshman season. I mean, that's, like, you don't ever, like, th- that almost never happens. And when it does, those players are, are almost not relevant prospects. I mean, Cairo would have been, like, probably, like, a second, like, a late second, even a first-round pick if he were eligible last year. I mean, like, he was good. Like, he was good as a freshman. Um, and he was even better as a sophomore. I mean, I think, like, the way he creates advantages in space with his acceleration is so rare. Um, I mean, like it's it's like RJ Hampton. I mean, though less like pure like explosion off the first step, but I think like more speed and, and acceleration. And he's he's smoother with a more yeah. like sustained acceleration, but right. his speed is is crazy. Right. Like, his ability to like get his shins parallel to the ground is is wild. I mean, he he's he's such a special like like 
initi- he's so special initiating drives. Um, so I mean, I think like he's he's the fact that he's so young, like he's shown improvement. Uh, I think like maybe like I've been underestimating the fact that he could actually be kind of a pretty good pull up shooter because like this like the touch and the spot up that's all there and like he he wasn't like a bad pull up shooter this year um, and like just not crazy high volume or difficulty but he showed some ability to do it um, and then with the passing you know I I wonder like is it, is it going to be a case where he doesn't have to be you know as good because you know I'm worried about the passing with him in terms of his vision and his and his basketball IQ uh the technical stuff is, is all fantastic with the live dribble passes and, and and the quick release but you know maybe it's an instance where either either he can learn to do the the former or it's just not as big of a deal because of, of the level of advantage he's able to create and I still don't think I'm like missing out on a primary ceiling I mean I don't think so, but I, I think maybe I'm, I'm underestimating how good of like a secondary he can be. Yeah, I think that last caveat is kind of important uh, and makes me more receptive to the idea. Do you know um, or, or do you remember, was was he showing off more of an intermediate game in FIBA than he did at Alabama? I don't think so yeah because obviously they actively discourage that yeah, in alabama yeah it, um I mean, even if he but he just really didn't really have much of a leash at, like at all mm-hmm. the thing um yeah, yeah i, I mean, even even without the intermediate game like he he still showed like the pretty good floaters i mean that's kind of like by necessity because he he cannot jump and, and finish through contact um and that's like you know the the, the floater of like even the floater goodness is is as a result of another important issue but like that's there i mean yeah i'm just i'm quite confident in him not being able to finish in the half court i think yeah like he he really can't jump uh at all and and so so weak um well yeah and that's like kind of the big differentiator between him and rj for me is that i think that that currently rj is a much more impressive vertical athlete and there are signs that if RJ develops some strength and can play yeah. through contact, that he will be a really, really overpowering vertical athlete. Whereas I mean, with Kyra, yeah, oh, go. I, I, yeah, I was just gonna say I, I don't think that the vertical flashes are even yeah. there with Kyra at all. Oh, for sure. But I mean, like Kyra is like just like much better at basketball. Yeah, he certainly than, is. Like, yeah, like, he's... like like even defensively, I think you know. Oh I, yeah, I I think there's like. I think there's a chance RJ Hampton never reaches the level that Kyra's at right now. Like, yeah, that, that strikes me as legitimate. Um, that, that I think that's like, cause I mean, as we're talking about like Kyra's like a six, three guard who's skinny and unspectacular, but has some good defensive moments and traits. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think I'm like pretty kind of relatively high on Kyra's defense. Um, yeah. I, I, I like a lot of what he does with his recovery ability uh, with his length. Um, and yeah, like there are, there are footwork issues that need to be sorted out, but but a guy who's really like will fight to recover, I think is important. Um, but yeah, so Kyra, the reason I'm not scared to miss on him really is yeah. Cause I just don't think that the half court primary stuff is there. Um, and yeah, I think that maybe he'll be a much better secondary than I think. Um, but that doesn't concern me that much. Like, like the the margin of being wrong there doesn't really matter. I don't think that much. Like I don't think it matters that much from a team building standpoint. Um, because like I I know that he could be very good at being at being a, a secondary guy. Um, 
So I, I, I get the inclusion. Uh, I thought about it, but uh, it didn't quite make my list. Yeah, right. And then the last guy I had was like a smaller one that we, we kind of talked about on this podcast a couple times before. But it's, it's Mason Jones, who um, I've, I've been moving up a little bit. I, I know some people still have him like a lot higher than I do in like the mid-40s. Um, but just the fact that, you know, there's some chance that this crazy, ridiculous on-ball game that, that he has in college could actually like translate and work. I mean, obviously, like he, the the athleticism, the, the, the burst, um, I should say, and and like the horizontal explosion is just atrocious, um, and you know is like the big limiting factor. And I just uh, like his slashing game is so overwhelming. Despite that, still. Like the like like not just the numbers, but like the I mean yes the numbers, but like the you know he's the strength he's just unbelievably strong. There's the contortion as well, um, the, the touch finishing, all of it's just super super incredible. I mean he shot seventy five percent at the rim um, this year, which is totally totally stupid, and only twenty eight point one percent assisted. Like it's 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 unbelievable. Um, and then and, and then again, like he showed like off dribble shot making as well, like space like some space creation from three, um, more, I'd say like more tough shot making than space creation, but that that's got quite a bit of value if you can get good at it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really big on his defense, and and I don't like the the passing really as well. Um, but I think you know maybe there's some worlds where you know the where a team you know not as a primary of, of course, but finds a way to utilize that those very clear outlier skills that he has and, and turn them into uh, a real positive value add in some way that I'm not conceptualizing or not able to conceptualize. Um, and that's the thing I think I'm maybe should be pricing in, in more than I am with him. But again, like that's like a lesser one than these top guys that, that we've been talking about for the rest of the episode. But it's still something I think about. Yeah, another guy who I consider pretty strongly but but left off just because I'm starting to become kind of confident that he fits into the um like Culver end of the spectrum on the always open thing um he's really I mean he's really so much stronger though like yeah he is and is a totally different level of shooter yeah um like you said like it's that he has some yeah he has some space creation with step backs but he also has crazy range um like he, he will take some deep threes uh, very, very much in the Arkansas blood, it seems. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm excited for Moses Moody there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll talk more about him later, but um, but yeah, uh, I just, I kind of maybe I'm too confident that it's not going to work, but it, I, th- yeah, the, uh, there's definitely a chance that I, I guess that if it works, he's probably some sort of bench creator, um. Because I I don't think he is a particularly good well no I think he at Arkansas was a bad off ball player, um, where, whether he can learn to be better I don't know like he had real hesitant hesitance to shoot off the catch I think that's something that that could improve for sure but unlike some of these guys who are heavy on ball guys who we find underwhelming uh, off the ball I don't think that Mason Jones is like some super high feel player necessarily mm-hmm. I don't think he's like a brilliant. Uh, basketball no, I don't like goes. his basketball IQ really. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's like a horrid defensive no. player. Like he's just kind of meh. Um, mm. but yeah, I I just I'm 
I, I'm concerned about it, but I've gotten a little more confident in that eval. I like that that used to be my go-to answer for what's the eval in this class you're least confident in. But with all of these extra months, I feel like I've gotten a little bit more confident in the Mason Jones thing and I have more of an understanding of why it worked in college and I think why it won't in the NBA. But I, I think that chance exists. At, at the same time, I think I have him in a similar range to you um as a guy to take in like the yeah it's like, i used to have him like, way lower yeah i used to to be like this no there's no way and then um yeah now now i'm i'm kind of receptive that it could to to the idea that it could work someone should obviously take a chance on it working yeah i'm uh, definitely more sympathetic than i used to be to the people who are very high on on mason jones i mean well yeah i'm i'm less sympathetic to the people who are very like very high on i mean him. not like lottery or anything mm-hmm like, I don't. I I wouldn't buy that. I'm, but yeah, if I, like, I get, I get. Having, like I understand yeah. it. Like I I get that as well. However, I I think that his brand of finishing is not going to work. I think it fits into the uh, Culver always open uh, area, even with vastly superior strength um, and superior shooting. Uh, and yeah, and I I think that in the NBA he's. He, probably not a good defensive player even though he yeah. i think he was kind of fine yeah that i think uh, so. yeah that i agree with yeah so i there's a chance i'm just i'm i'm not too worried about it yeah all right do you have anybody else you don't right uh i didn't have anyone else now no now we get to move on to the part that we've all been waiting that we both have been waiting for that i've been waiting for uh max uh did his homework watched some 2021 guys uh and we're gonna talk about those those prospects that he watched so um, for our catching eye segment today, so Max, uh, why don't you get us started? Yeah, so I watched um, primarily Caleb Love, Sharif Cooper, and Zaire Williams, which means that I also saw a lot of BJ Boston. Um, uh, I saw a bunch of Askew, Devin Askew, um, uh, some Moses Moody. Um, yeah, all guys that I've seen before, but was just kind of sharpening up on them. Uh, kind of, I guess kind of finalizing my preseason position on them. I'll, I'll probably watch a few more games, uh, right before the season, but doing a, a sort of second pass on these guys just now. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty in on Sharif Cooper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I used to be a pretty huge one. What? Yeah, yeah, I used to be a pretty huge skeptic. Yeah, he's he's like my my Zeke Naji of this year. Although I'm I flipped it a lot more. I thought Sharif like wasn't really a prospect, and now I have him quite high. Um, yeah, so he can just get into the paint whenever he wants. Like he has a special special handle. There is nothing more terrifying than a Sharif Cooper hang dribble because his explosion out of that thing is absurd. Um, he can, he can blow in high school and in AU, he can blow by anyone whenever he chooses. Um, and that's a combination of, yeah, a special handle and pretty crazy acceleration. Uh, and then once he's at the rim, he has one of a kind body control. Uh, like he truly does. He's an incredibly, incredibly skilled finisher with like true ambidexterity. Um, he, breaks out in in games as a high schooler the jordan switching hands layup like what and and granted there are going to be significant finishing issues for sharif in college I and mean, there were in high school and aau because he's so small uh so his efficiency 
I don't think will ever be that high. I think it probably will be okay for a guard, but his frequency should be crazy high. And that's kind of what matters as a guard. Like I have getting a, uh, a note in, in my notes for Shreve Cooper, where I say, I think he's going to lead the NCAA in, in rim attempts, in rim attempts and layups blocked. Yeah. He's certain. No, he certainly will. Like yeah. I, I don't doubt it for a second yeah. because he, he gets to the rim wherever, whenever he wants and gets blocked all the time. But it's the getting there that matters, not just for the efficient shots, but for what that means that you're doing to a defense. Like he is just constantly warping defenses. Yeah. He is such he is such a terror. Um, just yeah. I mean, the offensive versatility is is, is really unbelievable. I, I mean, like like he'll even like do like some like post ups too. Yeah, he like, does. I, like like the five foot ten like drop steps, and it's not even like always fadeaways. Like he'll go in. No, guys. he has like legit footwork in the post. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like he and he's like five foot ten, like doing stuff in the post. I mean, he's a crazy, crazy offensive talent. I mean, uh, like yeah. the finishing at this level is like all time probably. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's why I think ultimately the line between Sharif Cooper being like a legitimate star level prospect and probably like a backup point guard prospect is the volume on his three pointer. He in high, like his shot is kind of slow. It is a pretty shot and goes in pretty good amount. Um, it's just that it's, it's fairly slow and you already saw in high school and AAU problems getting it off over length and and in these cases i'm talking about like real prospects like like he was he was having trouble getting it off against real prospects um which is concerning because those real prospects are people that he will be playing against in college and and um and the nba um but yeah like i I think that the extent to which he can get his pull-ups off in college will determine the level of prospect that he is almost entirely. And I think that he's like very much on that margin between legitimately special offensive talent and like NBA backup because he just can't get pull-ups off enough. Um, But I have no doubt in his ability to collapse a defense. I think that once he's in those situations, I, I wouldn't say that he is an elite level passer. I think he's a great passer. Uh, I think his functionality is incredible with his ambidexterity, his usage of no looks to protect passing windows is, uh, is amazing. Uh, I don't think that he is Lamella ball or Killian Hayes in terms of how he's really manipulating guys, how he's creating windows that weren't there and seeing passes, you know, way before they even exist. But he, I think that his his vision is is pretty incredible of seeing windows that are there. Uh, so he's a I think a great reactive passer, which matters when you're totally just eviscerating defenses whenever you want. Um, yeah, he's an awesome. So yeah, I I, passer, I mean, which he does so. Yeah, often. I, yeah, he's he um, I think he's just very much on the borderline between. Yeah, it's a really thin margin, and yeah. I think there's a real chance that he's a, like a legit star level prospect. I think um, it's possible, but like I am hedging lower. Like I, I know I have him like considerably lower than you. Um, all of that stuff that you say, you know, it's very legit. I think honestly, I, I, I'm, I, I might be a little more confident like the finishing translating than you are. Like I, I really think it, like it will. Like obviously, like there's gonna be concerns just by pure nature of his of his size, but. I think he's good enough with his crafts and just being able to beat guys and get clean finishes that it's, it's, it's going to have a lot of success there. Um, I do worry a little bit about the shot. 
I wish the three-point rate was higher for him. Like you said, I mean, I think it was around like 25 in, in, in AAU or in UIBL this past year. I think it was like 27 per like AAU stats, which, you know, the, the stats there aren't complete. And it's just hard to be really sure about UIBL numbers. But it's either way, the, the volume, like you said, it, the, vol- the determinant of the volume and efficiency, uh, I'm not a huge fan of. Like the, like the reactive passing stuff is so good, but I don't, I don't really like him as like a pick and roll passer. Um, I don't like at least from like it, it's been longer since, since the news since I've seen Sharif, but I don't remember loving in my notes. I don't love the the pick and roll like more of the proactive passing, which like I think all of the stuff like that you know seems seems marginal saying it out loud for for someone as as small as Cooper really matters, um, you know. W- to, to him breaking through that threshold of, like you said, being like a backup point guard or being a solid prospect. I mean, and we haven't said the, the obvious major caveat that he's going to be a horrible defender. Um, yeah, he stinks. Yeah, he, he, he I think like he's like worse than Trey Young, like at this point. I mean, I think I like his frame better than Trey's. He's um, also four inches shorter, like. Yes, he is, and he's not as brilliant. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, like, like, I, like, I still think there's, there's a chance Trey gets to like just, just normal, pretty bad. Like, I think Sharif's always going to be like bottom of the league. Uh, I think Trey's going to be pretty bad. I think that there's a more realistic chance that Sharif could become like an okay on ball guy. He never gets into a stance, but I think he can actually kind of move laterally. But his, yeah, I mean, yeah, he doesn't I just, try. I just all. think like against NBA guys, like I, I. I I, I really think there's no chance. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I, I I buy that. I think he'll be pretty yeah, bad. I, I think there's, but... there's absolutely no chance. Um, I mean, yeah, like if, if the shooting is really special, like like the shooting is the swing skill, like for sure. So um, how many? I and I think it's an attempts thing, right? Not a not like a efficiency thing, because as yeah, long as he can get them all. Very much in the of like Trey, I think, in where it's yeah. Like, so what? How many attempts per game or per a hundred? I think it's whichever you prefer. High. Like, yeah, so I think that I think if he if he gets up if he gets up six threes per game next year, would you have him as a lottery prospect? Depends on how the passing looks to me. I think as well, but I definitely be receptive to it. Um, I definitely wanted to see like six per game, like eight, nine, ten for a hundred. Like that's yeah. where I want so, him at. Um, I, I mean, I think I mean the. the the free throws are going to be good, obviously. Um, you know, I think the volume, like the, the they're going to be tough pull ups because that's just what he does. Um, yeah, I mean, to be to be clear for people who are like not really familiar with Sharif, uh, I don't think there are any real concerns on efficiency with him. Like he is an yeah, '80s no. free throw shooter. Shot he has god tier touch. Yeah, yeah, god tier touch. Shot very. They're shot like thirty five percent on tough threes in, in AAU on pretty good volume. It's just a matter of how many he can get off because the release is kind of slow and he's so small. Um, I, I think that if he's at six plus, he'll be a lottery guy for me. And I've got him as like a lottery guy now, uh, pending, of course, watching a few so, guys. Some more. I don't know if he will be for me, but death, certainly not by default. I'll have to evaluate and see where the rest of the class lands. Uh, I certainly wouldn't like totally like throw that possibility at the window. Like I'd hear the argument, and I I hear it now, and I'd hear it even even stronger if that ends up happening. I, I just want to see it. I, I mean, I think Auburn's going to be like a good spot of for him as any to, to 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 hit that because I mean, yeah. Auburn, there's just yeah, a real chance that he adapt. is a there's a real chance that he is a special offensive player. 
Yeah, but it's just so hard for me. Like, you basically like have to be Chris Paul. Um, it's like or like so, or, so, or in, in what in what respect? In just in like the in terms of like the offensive goodness and like self creation, I think. Well, um, I, I yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's more that you that you kind of have to be Trey because like Chris Paul is a great uh, guard defender. I, I mean, um, I don't think. I mean, in terms of, I mean, in terms of offense. Um, it, okay. I don't think Sharif's like ever gonna get that level. Like Sharif isn't that level of passer. Like no, he's not. He never will be. But but I mean that's why Trey was a top three to five yeah. guy in his class, um, and yeah, Sharif I, I, won't be. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm somewhat receptive to the idea of Sharif as like Trey Lightish kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean he's like, very different. He's, he's very different. It's yeah. just like conceptually like small guards with special yeah, offensive I'm, skills. Yeah, it's just like you think about about PD's heuristic pieces. It's like, show me the special, show me the easy buckets, show me the passing windows. Like it's all there. Like he is the easy buckets are there because, like you said, like he gets the uncontested rim looks because people just cannot stay with him. His handle, his handle is so absurdly special. Like it, it's really, it's really nuts. Um, is it the best and, handle, and like class, you think? Of what you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's him, and then BJ is probably number two. Yeah, which I is think kind Trey's of funny. Probably more functional than than Boston's. Oh, yeah. No, it yeah. it is. Um, yeah, his handles is like really special, and his explosion out of his dribble moves. That's the thing. Is like he gets guys to bite on all of these, but then he's just gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he's so undoubtedly special there. Yeah, I think that there's a real chance that he is a special offensive player. To the extent that, yeah, like this defense is going to be pretty horrid, I think. Um, but even with that, it's like that could be a special driver of offense right yeah. there. And um, he's certainly and one of the guys that matters. I'm most excited to watch this next year. I'm so excited. I'm oh, so, so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Oh, dude, if 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 in their like first game he gets off eight threes, I, I'm just going to be over the moon i like you, he's driving the, Shreve cooper, driving the sharif cooper i know after writing him off like eight months ago i know yeah uh he's i don't know he's pretty special he yeah. like he's there, he's, are, there he's are real concerns but yeah. there are there are real concerns and i i do truly think that he's like totally on that borderline between legitimate star and backup point guard um and it, it really does kind of come down to the three-point volume for me. And, like, but, I, I'm going to remain, like, skeptical in terms of my ranking. But, again, I'm receptive to, to moving him up based on what Yeah, but if you're, just, if you're just saying, like, a, a guard should be able to consistently collapse – create advantages, collapse the defense, and then capitalize on that either with his own scoring or with creation for others, like, boom, Sharif Cooper. Like, I'm so confident in, in him doing that. Um yeah, he, he he has some really incredible physical abilities and skills. Um, he, he's incredible. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might now be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right, so we should let's talk talk about the next guy that you watched or one of the next guys that you watched. Yeah, the other big time guard I watched was Caleb Love, who I was a lot less impressed with. Um, his shooting is ridiculous, or potentially ridiculous, I should say. Uh, his, his release speed is not a question mark. He really fires that thing off quickly, uh, like probably too quickly. He never holds a follow through. Um, but there's there's a real chance that he is a very versatile, very plus shooter who can work off the dribble, off movement, um, and adds a ton of value there. And then what's kind of, I think, uncommon for a potentially special guard shooter is that he is crazy long. Um, I don't know what his wingspan is, but he's, he's, he's what, like 6'3 with probably a 6'9 or 6'10 wingspan, something like that. Um, so he's hugely long, uh, and that shows up a lot on defense. Like, for high school stars i think for the most part are have a lot of issues on defense and as far as guards go caleb love i think is fairly impressive that he's a guy who like actually makes rotations and not just rotations on the ball like he'll he'll slide down to the dunker spot after the guy like that man's defender slides over to stop a drive or something like that like i think that there's some like an actual understanding of, of how to play defense there and i think he can he can move laterally and his his length shows up a lot in passing lanes but offensively beyond the shooting, I have a ton of questions. Like his, his contortion at the rim is really good. But aside from that, like I really, really don't like his burst uh, in contrast to Sharif. Like he doesn't like, even when he gets a guy to bite on a dribble move, just doesn't explode out of it. Uh, and like guy, like high school athletes can recover to him. Even if they bite badly, on like an in and out or something, they can get back to him. And that's pretty concerning. Um, like he can get strung out across the entire court by a high school hedge. Uh, and then I don't think he reads the floor as a passer well at all. Uh, like, I, I think he just makes some really terrible passes, show, like, a pretty clear lack of understanding of what's happening. Uh, not Like, doesn't have vertical explosion. Um, so I'm pretty low on Caleb Love. Uh, I think that the, like, combination of versatile shooting and crazy guard length has some appeal as, like, a 3 and D-plus guard. Um, but I know people, there are people who have him like top half of the lottery. I cannot get behind that. Yeah. I like him more than you do. I have him bottom half of the lottery. Um, I, which, which is, I think, you know, I, I, I see a lot of the concerns, but I, I think the main thing is I just like, I like the burst more than you. I, I don't think it's as catastrophic as you do. Um, I mean, the handle is so good in terms of space creation, um, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some struggles like, you know, controlling it going downhill. 
Um, you know, he's he's just not a great driver, and, and he's a bad finisher flat out. Um, there's there's no doubt in that. But I think he's so incredibly good creating space, east west step backs, hesitations, you know, quick snatches. He's lethal, and not to mention he has like unbelievable range as well at this point. Like, yeah, it's crazy. He's comfortable pulling up and hitting from deep, and it's not just on the ball. Like, you know, he does it off screens too with with really strong footwork as well. Um, I know, like we've seen kind of different samples of him. I, I, I mean, I, I know you've seen some of like the the UIBL stuff, and I've seen some of the high school stuff, but I've seen more UIBL, I think, and you've seen more high school. Um, yeah, I just yeah do like, like I think the the slashing is a little better than you do. Um, but yeah, the, the, the passing is the passing's a problem. Um, undoubtedly, he's purely reactive um, with some solid kickouts and. I've seen a couple nice pick and roll ones, but he, he does miss reads and, and he's not looking to to, to create windows. And he has some functionality yeah. too. I think he he even has like an offhand live dribble. Yeah, stuff. But, um, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's kind of rare at this point, but like it, it's there. I mean, yeah, but I I mean just like comparing that to I definitely some guys this year. I think that that's noteworthy. Yeah. Um, we talk about like like we talked about Cole Anthony and his special pull up shooting. Um, you know, beyond just the UNC, the easy UNC comparison, uh, like the pull-up shooting could be really special. Um, I think I think that does a disservice to Cole. Honestly, I think so. like their their pre-college pull-up shooting, their pre-college shooting samples are like different universes. I don't know. I think Caleb Love is is, is closer than you think he is. I mean, I, 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 I man, I, that seems like a stretch. Do you remember how insane Cole's uh, EYBL numbers were? Yeah, they, they were really really good. But again, like like it, it was like twenty games all in all. Like obviously like twenty. Yeah, games. it's true. Like it's true. like it, it was twenty games, and the numbers in like high school and FIBA were very very good. Like <laughs> Cole's shooting's always been awesome, but they weren't EYBL special. Um, yeah. Okay. I I I just have like a little less confidence i yeah. think in like i think definitely on the table caleb love special shooter yeah. but i think with cole it was like yeah his expectation is somewhere between like very good to great and all yeah, time sure. i think cole and caleb love is shooter than him um made that clear but i think caleb was yeah it's like close enough and i think like most of the other stuff is pretty significantly better like i think the handle's a lot better um the burst is comparably bad the finishing is, is differently bad but comparably bad I th- I think his burst is very notably worse. really like I thought Cole's Cole I thought because I just don't want to be revisionist with Cole given that like most of draft Twitter had him in tier by himself at number one um like I was pretty low on Cole's burst and thought it was like neutral or just like n- just not not a negative but not good yeah. um and I think that was like pretty low relative to most people like he was regarded as an all around pretty spectacular athlete. Um, whereas Caleb Love, I think his burst is like, I think it's a pretty significant negative. Um, I am higher on the burst than you, but again, like he's a guy who I'm going to go back and watch before. And I think like he's, you know, he's obviously coming into like a, certainly a better UNC situation than Cole. Oh yeah. (laughs) Where he actually is going to have, you know, spacing by, by way of, you know, some of their incoming recruits. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch him and RJ Davis. I think that RJ Davis. Uh, it's awesome. They they're gonna have some fun big men too. Like Walker Kessler and Dayron Sharp are both fun. Um, it's gonna be like a much better UNC team, which probably is gonna make him like a more like more like well liked and you know well regarded prospect than Cole. Like I could see that being the case if he shoots really well in college. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I think that his his shooting versatility is is interesting to me. That like in, in it was cool because in high school 
like um uh he had some kind of interesting usage for like a star guard prospect and that he actually got looks off of like off ball actions that he was like he was running off like some floppy action and um and like there, there at one point there was a there was some twirl action for him uh it's actually their coach is jason tatum's dad uh justin tatum so i found that pretty pretty funny um and i, I was definitely intrigued by some of caleb love's usage there um that said i i think that he's more of like an off ball guard uh i don't really i don't really see honestly much reason at all to think that he's a primary type guy between the uh passing reads and the lack of advantage creation uh and to be clear like with the advantage creation i'm talking about really compromising a defense and forcing rotations because like ben said his self-creation ability is is pretty impressive on jumpers like his step back is pretty crazy and uh coupled with his crazy release speed his like pullback dribbles for again for for self-created pull-up threes are um are pretty impressive uh so i think he can get himself pull-up threes uh, it's just kind of everything. He's going to be uh, another really interesting one to track this year. Um, you know, playing yeah. against the ACC. Uh, you know, see see how the burst holds up. See you know see how he's able to you know see, see what the passing is able to do. Because I mean, he's going to have good teammates. Like he's going to have guys who can hit shots. <laughs> on his team. Mm. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you talk about special shooters. Like R.J. Davis might be a special special yeah. shooter. I mean, and then like. Kerwin like Kerwin Walton's also like was kind of unbelievable in, in high school in UIBL. Um, like Puff Johnson is good as well. I think he's related to Cam Johnson. I might be wrong, but I don't know. You're going way too far down the board for me, though. Oh, neither of these guys are prospects, but just like at least not to me, but just like guys will beat space the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but that's Caleb Love. He'll he'll be fun, and yes, he is Cam Johnson's younger brother. That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about Zaire if you wanted to. Sure. Wanted to, I like wasn't really planning on it. And we can like, put, you know, yeah. I mean, why not? We're, while we're here, like, I I like Zaire a yeah. lot. Uh, I'm I'm really high on both of the Sierra Canyon guys. Just, um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. I think awesome. his his shot making potential is pretty special for a guy that size, and I I think he he pops defensively. I think more he's than most really prospects good at this on level. Defense. Like. Yeah, so I think his lateral movement is pretty special. Um, and I, I I think there was some disagreement over that, and he's obviously very weak, and that shows up with sort of finishing plays because his contests at the rim can be really weak, uh, and he just kind of breaks down when he gets there from a footwork standpoint because he's trying to avoid contact. And then if there is contact, he's just going to be bumped 15 feet back. But I think his lateral movement is pretty awesome. Like. He, there, there was a there was an EYBL game against AOT actually, um, where like BJ broke out some moves and Zaire was just sticking with him. Uh, it was pretty crazy because people don't really stick with BJ Boston's handle that often. Um, and then yeah, like his some of his rotations are pretty crazy too. Uh, he has mobility and length to finish plays with like pretty pretty good awareness. I'm, trying. I'm really yeah. I'm trying to find like, the, that? the million stock game that he had. Um, in yeah. he, he, he had like a nine stock game i think it was against mokan um uh just unbelievable um, yeah it was against mokan uh, where he like 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 the length not like the length and the size pops but like he's he's really smart like he makes good rotations and yeah i'm kind of with you on the lateral mobility uh i like it a lot as well um i, I think it's really good 
Yeah, I mean, he, he has real issues. Like, I, I he can't really dribble. Um, he, he like, can't get any bend in his knees, really, on offense. And so, like, he just kind of hunches. how he scores outside he, of the shot making. Like, yeah, so, so he, like, kind of hunches his back to, like, make it look like he's getting low, but he's not really. Um, so he's, like, very much a jump shooter. Uh, and that's kind of, like, I have him, I have him very high. How uh, do you have him? Tenant. Uh, tentatively, I've got him top five for right now. Like, um, I have him like seven, but in that tier, so I have him. Right. Yeah, but pe- pending, like looking back at at the Jalen's, um, in particular. Uh, but yeah, like tentatively, I've got him in that top five range. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's really kind of offensively on the strength of the jumper. Like I think his his dribble pass is like a as complementary skills are pretty good, but as like a guy who's being asked to play with the ball in his hands, I don't think so. Which brings me to the point of I'm very excited to see him at Stanford because I think that they're very much going to put him in a position to succeed. Uh, yeah, they're going to put him more off ball, like in, in more focused off exactly. ball than he's ever been. And I think he could be really, really devastating off ball. Exactly. Which is gonna yeah. Be really so I I think he's gonna. I think the Stanford usage is probably going to be a pretty good demonstration of what he should be doing, and I think it'll be a way to extract a ton of value from him. Um, which so I don't I don't really think that he's that he has like creator upside necessarily, but as as a guy who I think can bring a lot of value as a scorer uh, and as a defensive player, I mean he, he's he's really good. I mean like like he, the off besides the I mean I'm so confident in the shooting. I think there's a chance he's like the best shooter in the draft when you when you account for things like height uh, and like difficulty. I, I think. Maybe he'll he'll have to contend with his teammate Spencer yes. Jones. Um. Oh. So I, I mean, I'm. The, I was thinking the freshman class, but. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, Spencer Jones is is absurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the touch is ridiculous. I mean, there's so many times when he'll just like dribble himself or like lose his dribble into like a totally tough compromised position, and he'll flick up a terrible and otherwise terrible shot that that softly flutters through the back of the net because his touch is just that special. Um, the shooting, like you said, like there's there's like a little bit of uh, like space creation for jumpers, but it, it's mostly just like the range and his height and his touch. I think being overwhelming, um, which which does like, give me a little bit of worry uh, against bigger and stronger defenders because he isn't going to have the strength to like dislodge them uh, or really work off them. Um, and then, like I said, it can't really dribble. And I think he's a good decision maker. Like I think generally his passing is fine. It's just like the his other skills compound to lessen the value of that passing. Um, but yeah, yeah. He's just like he's he like is not an advantage. He's not. But I mean, like the diff like difficult shot making could be really special. Defense like could be really really good, especially as he adds strength. Like because I I mean I think he has a frame fairly conducive to to adding strength. Like, like his hips are like aren't narrow or super high. I think he moves. Like we talked about, he moves really well. I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think if he has strength there, could be like a pretty overwhelming defensive prospect. Um, just being six foot eight, pretty long, really smart. You know, a playmaker. And you know, besides someone being a playmaker, I don't think he makes a ton of like like real egregious mistakes. Like, no, no, that, no. Yeah. that like. He, he might be kind of black holy. I think that's, that's possible. possible yeah. I don't think he's, just be, just because like I don't like I don't know that there will be 
passes available to yeah. him necessarily. Like, I don't think the the feel is that bad. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I could see him in situations. But then again, like the off ball usage just further enables the yeah. passing because where he creates yeah. advantages for himself. But yeah, I, I think the defense could be really, really good. Um, like I said, I I don't think he's really mistake prone, which is kind of huge considering like a lot of the guys who are overwhelming playmakers like he is are pretty mistake prone. Uh, where, where he just mm-hmm. isn't. Yeah, I, I think he's really yeah, I think good. He's, I'm, I'm a yeah, I think he's an fan. awesome prospect. Uh, he's really yeah. good, and I part of me is like I wish Tyrell Terry was there to see them all all play, but probably better for for that year that he's not. Yeah, dude, I'm. I, that's that is the like that is the team I'm most excited to see next year. I'm I'm so excited to watch Zaire and Spencer Jones. Um, I'm pretty huge on both those guys, and it's just I, they're I think in a spot that's well suited to their skills. And uh, they're like pretty crazy shooters at that at their sizes. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's gonna be fun to watch. Just you know, really hope that we actually get college basketball this year. I think we will, we will. as think well. We will. But I'm yeah. I have renewed renewed. I have renewed optimism. Yeah. That that. Are there any other guys you wanted to talk about? I mean, we can always gonna, do a little bit on BJ. But... I was gonna talk about Moses Moody a little bit. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about those movies, sure. I, I mean, I figured we spent like enough hours talking about Boston on this podcast. Um, yeah, he's and, a goat, man. Yeah, <laughs> when we haven't spent as much talking about Moses Moody, I don't even know if we talked really about him since since we talked about him with Ross. Uh, he he might have come up, but like again, not really in detail. Yeah, Caleb Love's teammate. I think he's a better prospect than Caleb Love. Um, he's really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the idea behind Moses Moody is like, um, uh, like a crazy three and D plus plus wing who, I mean, I think that's honestly a little reductive, um, considering like what he does, um, which we'll get into later, but yeah, awesome shooter. Um, I, you know, I mean, that's the role he plays at Montverde is just to be a, a dynamite shooter and break up actions off the ball like crazy and, and play amazing on, on ball defense. I mean, the, the all around defense at like six foot seven and like really, really long, really long as well. I think he's a seven yeah, plus I, wingspan. I, the number I have in my head is seven one. Um, yeah, I I thought the numbers were six six height and seven foot or seven yeah. one wingspan, but he's hugely. Yeah, yeah. Long. The numbers I have in my head are six seven seven one, which I don't have. Like, I, I it, measurements are hard, obviously, to to, to total. But yeah, those I mean those yeah. sound about those right. right looking at him. Just watching him, but, but but I mean, but like what gets really interesting for me is like his, his usage with Brad Beal Elite, which is Caleb Blub's UIBL team, changes. Totally, where you know mm-hmm. with Montverde kind of by necessity, you know he he plays exclusively off the ball, um, just with how stacked that team is. But he's like a legit on-ball creator um, for this Brad Beal team, and he's like he is like a bully guard for them. I I, I don't think he's a guard like in his projection. Like he's very much a wing because he's massive, but like he very much like plays the bully guard role on offense, and he's good at it. Like he. Like, like Moses Moody is crazy strong, like he's crazy aggressive, driving into guys and you know creating contact and getting to the line. You know that combines with a really smooth transition from his um, dribble to his pull up, where you know not just off ball, but he's like a really really good on ball shooter as well. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure his free throw rate was was really good. Yeah, I'm finding it right now. Um, yeah, it wasn't as good as I thought. Like a 37 free throw rate. Um, for AU stats, which I think, I, I don't know, I, I I think could be higher than that for for, for a wing. wing I think that's not not great, great actually. Um, 
don't know. I, but he did really play as a guard. Yeah, anecdotally, I remember it being better. But um, yeah, I mean, either way, like I I buy the foul drawing craft. And it's like I mean, like, like he's not really like a space creator with like step backs and stuff. His handle isn't great. Um, the path. Yeah, that yeah. that's the thing that no, worries yeah. me is is his handle. handle. But he's like a wing. Right, but like like I'm not projecting him as a guard. Like I said, like, like I'm not projecting him as yeah. someone who needs. And that's, that's the awesome thing about Moses Moody is he doesn't need any usage to be hugely valuable, he, none at all. But like the fact that he can, you know, when he attacks a closeout or you know gets a switch, can actually do some like do some stuff in terms of difficult shot making or or pushing guys to the rim. That makes for a really, really intriguing prospect with some sneaky upside. Um, that's why he's a top ten guy for me. Like he's a really, really awesome prospect. And like I said, like like at Arkansas, he's going to be in a position to maybe command a lot of usage with like no Isaiah Joe, no Moses Moody. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of role he falls into after two totally polar opposite ones uh, in, in high school versus UABL. Yeah, I'm pretty big on Moses Moody as well. I think that the, the thing you mentioned with tough shot making is like very much there. He has some real shoot over guys equity because he's a great shooter and huge. Like he's so big. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really like him as a wing with for that role has yeah. like, I would say plus, plus definitely plus passing and probably plus ball skills. Um, the role is the key. I mean, cause in a vacuum, it's not plus, but you know, it doesn't need to be guard level. So. Yeah. But, but for like a three and D wing with like some secondary ter- probably more tertiary creator equity. Um, he's kind of like, once you get down to the complementary guys, in the in the 2021 class, I think he's got a, a kind of as good a case as anyone, uh, and I I think that that kind of the complimentary guys kind of start earlier than people think. Uh, I think 20, 2021 kind of falls off pretty hard. So the like the top top is is crazy, but um, once you get below, I think not that many guys you're talking I about. Have- yeah, the way it's laid out for me is like after like seven, seven or eight, I think, um, which is like right where I have Moody at that very beginning of like the complimentary guys is like, yeah, where where it shifts to like Suggs, Garuba, Mobley, like guys who who are not like primary creators and don't really have very, that kind like, of very good secondary prospects, like really, yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very, or you're talking. Yeah, or you're talking about a very flawed creator prospect like uh, like Sharif or Caleb Love or someone like that, like in that range. Um, but yeah, so I think once you get into that range, Moody ha- kind of has as good of a case as anyone um, because, like, yeah, his 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 defensive impact is really really high, uh, and I think his shooting could be pretty crazy. I'm very excited to watch him. I'm excited Arkansas about Arkansas. Be an awesome team. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, I'm very high on Moody. Have him similar range to you um think he's dope do you think that he was the second best prospect on montverde yes yeah so do i, I. think that's, pretty, that's uh, pretty I'm, fair. i mean i have like, like, like well I have, no i would think scotty oh i would think scotty over him is the most is like pretty close to oh consensus. no yeah I, i'm not saying consensus I, I think that's certainly consensus. i like like you said we talked about that tier i have moody right at the top of it and scotty at the bottom like towards the bottom i mean yeah they're both in that same complimentary like very good complimentary prospect fourth tier for me like which is like eight to 15 i mean numbers don't really matter but just that range um but yeah i mean 
I like Moody more just because I think it's just easier for me to see a role for him while still believing in the upside. Like, I just like don't really know what Scotty does on offense. I mean, obviously he's a brilliant, brilliant passer, um, but just outside of that, um, I don't know really how he scores. Um, yeah, he probably does. Exactly, he probably doesn't. Um, which, which you know, mutes the impact of the passing and the defense for Scotty is awesome and special, but it's not special enough to where I think. Yeah, I I think it's pretty special, and I his yeah his passing is kind of it's kind of tough. It's like how do you make use of it? Like he, he has um, a legitimately like, like like he's an incredible passer. Like yeah, he's unbelievable. Like like really unbelievable size. Like I don't think yeah. That's Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah, Scotty's a really interesting yeah. prospect. Uh, I'm excited to see him at FSU because he's overextended is... um, offensively. Maybe, although maybe he just plays with the ball in his hands and it kind of works at the yeah. college level. I mean, to be fair, it worked in UIBL. I mean, he was basically played point guard for for that. Yeah, he just he did play point guard team, <laughs> and it worked. But like again, that's UIBL competition. So, yeah. No, no, it's definitely true. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see Scotty, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm on, I, yeah. you know, I think Moody is, I have Moody kind of more in the middle of those complimentary guys, and Scotty also toward yeah. the end. Um, but yeah, we're, I think we're on the same page with that. Moody, very good prospect. Scotty also a very good prospect in his own right, but total weirdo. All the class that he does as well, because like, yeah, exactly. It that's the case with all these guys, man. It just it stinks for them that they're not in 2020 because a lot of them would be the. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many of them would be number one. A, like Kate, I obviously would make be. a case for my top seven. I think. Yeah. So Kate, like my top three would all be number one for Absolutely. sure. Uh, and then I haven't, I haven't ironed out the following guys, but yeah, pro- the I think the four to seven range would all be in the very. Which are Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, uh, Zaire Williams, and, and Rocco Perkasin, um would all either be number one, or I can make a strong case for it, like this year. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's pretty much the case. Although I, I will say with twenty twenty one, like I think that there's that initial drop off after those top guys, and then I think that there's a pretty hard drop off. Like once you get past the lottery, I think once you get past the lottery, even once you because once you get to yeah, the returners, that's true. Like those returners, like it. Yeah, those returners shouldn't be that high. Like it's certainly a good returning class. Like it's much better than last year's. Yeah, it, it it is. I really like the returning class, but the, I think that they're all guys who should be like yeah. twenty to forty. Not. I think there's probably some returner that breaks out. I mean, oh for never. Sure. Yeah, but and his name is Deuce yes, McBride. He is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I look. I'm in a position where I have like Keontae. Like what was Romeo that? Weems or someone like that. Yeah, I'm in a position where I have like Keontae Weems. JRE, like even Franz, yeah. like probably way too high. I have high. a couple like international guys in that range too. Um, yeah, that's I. I still need to watch a bunch of those guys. So, like, I I don't have Rocco uh, yet at all. Like, I haven't watched him. So, all right, I think that's that's kind of all, all we have. Unless there's anyone else you want to talk about, I think there's not. Um, nah, we ended up basically doing like a full pod on 2021 guys now. Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling this would happen. That's okay. Well, they're much more fun. They to are talk much about. more fun to talk about, and I think they're going to be fun to listen to as well. Uh, so yeah, that's that, that's it for us. Uh, thank you all for for tuning in. As always, uh, you can follow the pod at Prep Number Two Pro Pod on Twitter, run Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places you get your pods, and keep leaving five star ratings and reviews 
that's super helpful for us. We really appreciate everyone who's left nice reviews on the pod. It really, really helps our growth and it means a lot to us. So yeah, you can follow Max on Twitter at Max A. Carlin. Follow me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. Unless there's anything else you'd like to say, uh, I think we're good to end it. All right. We will see you all next week.